This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Jim Goodis. We will be talking about Kroger, the big grocery chain, partnering with the company Kitchen United to allow restaurants to prepare food inside Kroger stores. That's in our next segment. But right now, a report on employment in the private sector is out ahead of Friday's comprehensive government jobs report for July. And we welcome Diane Swank, the chief economist at Grant Thornton in Chicago. So, Diane, lots of interesting numbers today that seem to say maybe different things or maybe they don't. What do you think about what was reported today and what it means for the economy? Well, we know that the ADP report often does not go in sync with the official report um, by the government. And so we are expecting to see a lot of public sector hiring as well as schools are ramping up. And that's important. So we, I think we're going to see a much stronger number on Friday for the jobs number. That said, it's backward looking. Um, the jobs number, this is too soon to have been affected by the Delta variant. Um, my concern is more going forward and where we are right now. And we know that um, despite our best efforts to stop lockdowns and not want lockdowns, and I don't think we're going to go into the kinds of lockdowns we had in the past. We know that fear is the is its own um, has its own effect, and in fact, by you know through all the waves of the pandemic, regardless if a, a county was in lockdown or not, when we saw an increase in fatalities, you saw people pull back, and um, the fact that you also can have the viral load. Even if you're vaccinated, that of someone who's unvaccinated and potentially spread it, that will also curb some in-person activity and congregating that we were all hoping that we would do until we can get more people vaccinated. I'm hopeful that the FDA will do full approval in September of the vaccine, which is really important for many people getting off the fence and getting vaccinated. Um, we're also seeing the world just being separated between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And um, that's something that, you know, we've got to we've got to close that gap to be able to move forward and keep the economy open and humming. There's no question now that the variants we're seeing as we go down this alphabet soup of Greek variables of Greek letters that those variants are going to suppress the recovery, although we have a lot of momentum, and that's the good news. And we've gotten very good at adapting anytime we had to go online, but it really um, could slow the recovery, especially for those hardest hit by COVID layoffs more than a year ago. Well, you talk about momentum and the Institute for Supply Management coming out and saying that its non-manufacturing activity index was the highest in the series history which sounds pretty impressive. What does that mean for the economy, and is that part of that momentum that you're talking about? 
Exactly. I mean, basically, you know, there's no precedence for opening up a $20 trillion economy all at once. (laughs) And that's what we did. And um, the service sector, the pivot from good spending into services has been phenomenal. And that's what we're seeing. And that's the good news. It's also what's most vulnerable, of course, um, in person going indoor dining. Um, You're seeing places like New York require vaccines and proof of vaccination to go indoors now into bars and into restaurants and into fitness um, facilities. Those kinds of things I think you're going to see more of going forward to be able to keep that momentum that we we really saw double-digit gains in consumer spending um, in the the second quarter driven by that move back into services and the desire of all of us to see and be seen again and get out of our cooped-up existence of quarantines. Always good to see you, Diane Swank, the chief economist at Grant Thornton here in Chicago. Thanks as always. Coming up, a major grocery chain finds a new way to offer freshly prepared meals to shoppers. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Kroger, the parent company of Mariano's, is teaming with the company Kitchen United in a new effort involving something called Ghost Kitchens. And let's learn what it involves from Phil Lempert, the founder of SupermarketGuru.com out of L.A. So, Phil, what exactly are Ghost Kitchens and why is Kroger teaming up with Kitchen United to expand these? Well, Jim, a ghost kitchen um, is nothing more than a restaurant that's not open to the public. Think of it that way. Um, we've st- we've started to see, especially during the pandemic, a lot more of these dark kitchens or ghost kitchens, as, as they're being called now, um, open up in basically areas um, that had cheaper rent that people could just make deliveries from, um, that cause customers... They didn't have to worry about having waiters or waitresses. Now, this is really smart for Kroger. And about um, two and a half years ago, in May uh, of 2018, um, Kroger spent about $200 million to buy a company, a meal kit company, by the name of Home Chef. Um, And frankly, that model was very different. That was a factory that would then deliver these prepared foods to the stores. This is really smart because what they're going to do is they're going to take a piece of the store and turn it into a dark kitchen so it's they don't have to transport it. Uh, it could be fresher. It could be made less expensively um, than any other way. So what we've seen during the pandemic is more people wanting fresh foods. You know, in the beginning of the pandemic, we all wanted to make our own bread and meals from scratch and everything else. Well, that didn't last very long. Uh, uh, because we didn't, frankly, you know, have Clorox wipes to clean up. Um, so now what we're seeing is people do want to have freshly prepared foods, um, not frozen, but fresh in the deli department. So for Kroger, this is really a smart move. The first one is going to be here in Los Angeles in a Ralph's, uh, but I would expect that they're going to have thousands of these uh, throughout the country. Phil, is this something that other chains are looking at, have adopted in some other way, or is this really kind of an innovative approach by Kroger and Kitchen United? 
Um, no, other chains have been doing this, um, especially during the pandemic, where they've decided to go in-house. Most retailers now have culinarians on staff, so they've been making it in the back room. But this relationship with Kitchen United really brings it to a whole other level, um, much more sophisticated operation, uh, much bigger operation than some of these other retailers who have been doing it themselves. And this really, as you say, is a way to kind of expand the way that Kroger and others can sell their inventory. Because, as you say, it, you know, and before they might have contracted with companies to come in and do this. And now they can use a lot more of what's actually in store to supply this. And it really does help them in terms of finding new markets for what they're selling. And new customers as well. Um, so what, what they're doing is they're really saying to um, we shoppers, you know, we're going to do everything for you. If you want to buy a can of peas, we'll do that. If you want to get a freshly prepared uh, Cordon Bleu meal, you know, we're going to have that for you. They really want to evolve into a one-stop shop. And keep in mind that Kroger, uh, probably more than any other chain, um, has really focused on technology um, with their with their micro fulfillment centers. And by the way, you know, you mentioned Mariano's. One of the reasons that they bought Mariano's was to really learn about culinary, to really learn about that magic that, that Bob Mariano um, had created in that chain as it related to prepared foods and, and having a grocerant, if you would, in the store. Um, so, you know, from day one, when that purchase was announced, everybody was saying, you know, let's Let's see what Kroger's going to learn from Mariano's, and now it's coming to fruition. Phil Lembert, the founder of SupermarketGuru.com out of Los Angeles. Thanks, Phil, as always. Up next, a majority of workers would be willing to take a pay cut to continue working from home. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A new survey commissioned by insurance company Breeze finds 65% of workers who said their jobs could be done entirely remotely were willing to take a 5% pay reduction to stay at home. And joining us on the McGrath-Lexus business line is Rick Cobb, the executive vice president of Keystone Partners in Chicago. So, Rick, is that realistic? Um, well, it is. It is realistic if that's the case of the job. If the job actually can be done at home, um, and the company has no other reason to oppose that, the reality is that working from home estimates are that it's about eight percent less expensive to work from home for the employee. So five percent uh, still gives them a three percent edge. And how is that? at all beneficial to employers or is that problematic for them because they really do need to have people back in the office? Well, it's, it's not going to work for a barbershop. Obviously the small businesses are going to feel it a lot more than the big companies and, and tech is going to lead the charge, the big tech, because uh, that culture tends to be uh, dominated by the millennial and Gen Z STEM background people who are far more comfortable and used to working in uh, what they in agile and other sorts of formats of work. But if you need to be creative, if you're in healthcare, if you're in hospitality, if you're in the food industry, of manufacturing, it's not going to work. That's not an option. I think the other thing that employers need to think about, certainly their costs for real estate can go down. Uh, their costs for just 
not only having the real estate but maintaining it. But the the thing that they have to pay attention to is that humans don't like things to be taken away. We we're, we don't like change, but we are willing to adapt if we have to. Once we adapt, then that's the new normal. What we really resent, human the human condition is to resent something that is taken away from you, that you've been given and then had it, had it taken away. So I think there's room for employers to understand that conversation. A hybrid model for work uh, can both imply and realistically say, okay, we're going to do both. We're going to we're going to do this as it goes. It's going to be sort of a negotiation over time as to how that should work. The problem with some of the work at home is if that's all you do all the time, there's a lot of data that says engagement does go down, uh, that there's more burnout because your work time kind of blends into your, your work time. You forget that you're working. So uh, a, a hybrid is actually probably better in general because there's some variety in it and some social interaction. That's Rick Cobb, the Executive Vice President of Keystone Partners in Chicago. Thanks for your perspective on that. Still ahead on Personal Finance Wednesday, exploring the shopping trend of buy now, pay later. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And it's presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Good afternoon. I'm Jim Goodis. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Scientists update the effort to study and understand coronavirus, including its latest mutations. World health leaders call for a more equitable distribution of COVID vaccine. On Personal Finance Wednesday, more shoppers are opting for a buy now, pay later option that's different from a traditional credit card purchase. Discount air carrier Spirit Airlines vowing to learn from problems that have forced the cancellation of hundreds of flights over the past few days. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 285 points, the S&P 500 down 12, but the Nasdaq is ahead by 39 points. AccuWeather says on a hazy, sunny afternoon, we're expecting a high of 86, but cooler by the lake. Right now, under mostly sunny skies, it's 81 at O'Hare at 1231. New research on COVID-19 is raising concerns about what's ahead. CBS News correspondent Cammie McCormick reports on the latest developments in the effort to understand and control the disease. Studies show among people infected by the Delta variant, fully vaccinated people may be just as likely to spread it. And the Lambda variant, first detected in Peru and spreading in South America, may be resistant to vaccines. One Tokyo researcher called it a potential threat to human society. As for boosters, some researchers say getting a third dose of Pfizer or Moderna would likely increase levels of antibodies, but not antibodies that are better able to neutralize the new variants. These studies are awaiting peer review. Cammie McCormick, CBS News, the Pentagon. The Director General of the World Health Organization is calling for countries to hold off launching vaccine booster campaigns soon to help ensure that doses are available in countries where a few people have received their first shots. WHO is calling for a moratorium on boosters until at least the end of September to enable at least 10% of the population of every country to be vaccinated. The World Health Organization wants to vaccinate 40% of the world's population by December. It's 1232. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Markets are mixed and we're joined by Michael Palumbo, the founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk here in Chicago. So, Michael, as we often ask, your take on the markets today. Well, good afternoon, Jim, and thanks for having me on. You know, markets are selling off slightly here, but we've got a lot of volatility and individual names that are doing pretty well, especially in the NASDAQ. So it's a mixed market, but tech stocks seem to have a bid today. Uh, and, and as you, you guys have seen, uh, Robinhood is, is flying, and, and some of these meme stocks are all over the board. So within a, a slower day of, of not, a, not a big move in the S&P and NASDAQ, you've got some individual names that are flying. Let's talk about Robinhood. What's going on with them? There's always something going on with them, but what's the latest? Yeah, so now they're a public company. They IPO'd about a week ago at about $38. And it's interesting. I compare them to Coinbase because Coinbase, when they IPO'd or they direct listed, uh, the stock was bought immediately. It went from 328 all the way up into the 400s. And then investors got burned as that stock sold off. So now Robinhood, and I think that the, the, the Coinbase scenario kind of scared investors. So it, it IPO'd at 38, 
there was no interest really. It actually IPO'd at the low end of its range, and then it stayed there. And then all of a sudden, uh, it started hitting Reddit boards. The stock's cheap. A lot of uh, individual investors, a lot of retailers, uh, started getting involved. And now all of a sudden, the stock's sixty-eight dollars, up forty-five percent just today. And I find it interesting that it's up, and a lot of the older meme stacks like GameStop, AMC, they're all down today. So it looks like there's a rotation happening in the Robinhood, and and that's just the way it works. When a retail investor gets involved, volatility starts to spike, and you never know what's going to happen. So what about GM, the fact that they miss earnings and uh, the markets aren't too happy about that? What's going on there? Well, GM is an interesting name because... It's still, I, I would consider it a value stock. It's still cheap uh, at trading at eight times uh, earnings. But, yeah, they, they came out with a, with a bad number, and uh, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of skepticism of whether they're going to be able to make it in the new society with, with uh, electronic vehicles. And, uh, you know, they obviously have their own, their own offerings in that space, um, and the stock has had a great run just because of that. But... You know, I think when you have a bad, put up a bad number, skepticism starts coming in, and now you know you see the stock down almost ten percent today. But again, it's doing well year to date. It, it's up, you know, like thirty percent on the year. So if you look at it from the bigger picture, the stock's doing fine. It's just you know it was due for a pullback, and when you don't hit your numbers and you're having a good year as far as uh, the stock uh, appreciation, you're gonna you're gonna have a sell off, and that's what's happening in GM today. Now, GM and electric vehicles, is that something that's unique to them, or is this something that's a broader issue with the more traditional automakers? Yeah, Ford, all of them. Uh, you know, Tesla is taking such a control of, of the not only the, the market, but also just the, the conversation. So um, the question is, can these older companies compete and and we're going to see it play out but but gm on a like i said on a, on a valuation basis is cheap uh certainly when you compare it to tesla and its market cap is is no, nowhere near tesla's so it has a lot of room to continue to rise but it the question is can they compete and and i think the market as a whole, believes that Tesla just has too big of a lead on them. And that's why GM is, is trading at such a discount to Tesla. So we'll see it play out over the next couple of years. Uh, it certainly has been a well-run company in the past. But can they, can they uh, compete in this new market? And, and, and time will tell. And, and I, would, I would have to be very skeptical, to be honest with you. Michael Palumbo, the founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk here in Chicago. Thank you, Michael. Up next, Personal Finance Wednesday. Buy now, pay later. It's becoming an increasingly popular payment option. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Personal Finance Wednesday. Online shoppers are seeing a new payment option at checkout. Buy now, pay later. But that's different than traditional layaway or credit card purchases. And joining us on the McGrath-Lexus business line is Ed Jertsen, the certified financial planner and founder of Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. He's also the past national president of the Financial Planning Association. And you can check out his website, by the way, at engagewealthgroup.com. So, Ed, what is this new version of Buy Now, Pay Later? 
Hey, Jim, great to be with you again. You know, your more seasoned listeners may be familiar with layaway plans, which, you know, you make a couple of payments and then you take your merchandise with you. On these buy now, pay later plans, the consumers get to take possession before they make their final payment. And that's a big difference from what a lot of people may be used to. Is it, how does that benefit or in some cases hurt consumers? And let's say the same about retailers. Yeah, terrific. So most people, and I think we've done, you know, financial planners have done a good job scaring millennials and Gen Zers on the dangers of overspending with credit cards. And so these buy now, pay later plans allow people to pay over time generally without interest, interest expense as you would if you were carrying a balance on your credit card. So it's a, it's a better way potentially of buying something, but you have to be aware of the details and the fine print that are located within the terms of conditions of these different programs. And for the retailers who are, you know, selling merchandise in this case, at least in the past, maybe you would put some money down or you would at least have a credit card. You'd have some sense of, okay, I've spent some money here. Is there any concern on, on the part of the retailers about, you know, customers coming in and saying, yeah, go ahead and take this home and we'll worry about it later? Well, most of these retailers are using third-party applications, and those those third parties generally are going to be taking on that risk. Most importantly, with a lot of these buy-now-pay-later plans, there's really no interest for that. The, the retailers pay a small fee potentially to these platforms, so the retailers get that purchase, get that merchandise out the door. So it's a good balance between keeping people engaged in buying. But again, what's really important is before you sign up for any of these apps, read the terms and conditions of small prints, because like you said, if by chance you you default on a payment or you're late on a payment, it can have some severe major uh, headaches, financial headaches, either through late fees or a hit to your credit score. So you talk about the fact that you really do need to be careful here. Let's talk about for whom this is really a great option and for whom it maybe there are other financing options that would be better for you. Yeah, so with most consumers, don't spend more than you can comfortably afford. It doesn't matter if you're using a credit card or buy now, pay later or anything. So just keep that spending plan in, in, in check. That's really important for financial success. But if you're looking at buying something on a credit card that will just up your balance that you pay more interest on in terms of a very high rate, a buy now, pay later plan is terrific. But Because again, you have to realize through that small print if you fail to make that payment. Whereas a credit card or other things, just make sure that what you're doing and how you're purchasing makes sense for you and that it's not some giant impulsive purchase just to get you over the line to, to get that uh, instant gratification on buying something. That's Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. He is the past national president of the Financial Planning Association. And you can check out more of Ed at engagewealthgroup.com. Thanks, Ed, for joining us. Join us at this time tomorrow for Technology Thursday. Still to come, a discount air carrier is working to recover from days of disruptions. The best daily deal in Chicago. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. Florida-based Spirit Airlines has canceled hundreds of flights since Sunday. Let's get the latest on what's going on and what's ahead, perhaps more importantly, from Ken Goldstein, the president of KJG International Consulting in Chicago. So what is the latest going on with Spirit and why is this happening? Well, first off, thanks, Jim, for having me on. What's happening is it's in the airline industry, when a problem starts, it's a domino effect. So it starts early and just cascades down the road. The big problem with Spirit, they had a problem weather-wise over the weekend. They don't have a large enough fleet. As an example, 
Spirit has 167 aircraft. United is 825. So if you're flying with them, remember they're an ultra low cost carrier and you go into a place, they may not have another flight going in there or they may not have another flight going till the next day. So you don't have a backup that way. With the weather throwing all this off, they had planes out of whack, out of schedule, out of different locations. They crew, which is even more important, out of location. They can't get them back into the right spot. So what you know, uh, Spirit is trying to do now is basically, uh, lack of a better term, call a ground stop and say, okay, we're going to reboot the whole system and see what we can do to get this going. I mean, this has gotten so bad that in San Juan, Puerto Rico, on Sunday and Monday, they were telling their employees down there, and it's a contract service, get out of your uniforms because the passengers are so irate because they're not doing the help them, anything to help them. They're assaulting them, so they wanted to get out of there. So the long and short, and you get what you pay for. That's one. Two, what might be of some help to some people is go look at a website called spirit-airlines.flight-status.info. That's a non-partial site, and you can check on that and can see if you pick a Spirit flight, what's up with it. As an example, you look at their first page, they got 32 flights per page. Over half of them have been canceled. So it's not looking good for the rest of this week. It's going to take time for your spirit to get their act together. Can give that website one more time so people who might have been grabbing a pen have a chance to write it down. Okay, I'd be happy to do that. It is spirit-airlines.flight-status.info. And then you can check the flight, and it's like several pages. It'll go down each flight of theirs. It'll say it's on time, departure, et cetera, where it's going to or from. And uh, also if it's telling it's being canceled or, for example, if departure is delayed by an hour and 43 minutes on, for example, a flight today from Fort Lauderdale to Dallas. But that's a good site to check in. If you even go to Spirit's website and you look at them, they have a thing right across the top. We are experiencing operational challenges in area, all areas of our network. And instead of going to speak to someone, they want you to chat online. Remember, this is an ultra low cost carrier and they don't have the backup people, if you will, to help out a passenger who's stranded. Is this something that they can recover from at some point? Do people kind of expect this thing might kind of happen with an airline like Spirit, or is, is this something that could permanently damage them? Well, my inclination is they will recover because, you know, if people want to go, remember, they're looking at their dollars, and Spirit is a good possibility. It's no different than people seeing the incident that took place on Frontier Airlines where they duct taped a rowdy passenger to the seat. Will the airlines recover from this? Yes. It'll take time. Uh, Passengers generally tend to be forgiving over a period of time. All right, that's Ken Goldstein, the president of KJG International Consulting in Chicago. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.